Well, welcome back once again to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis, and we're here today with Seth Plater, who is coming to us from Seth. Where did you hail from initially? Uh, initially, I, Jake, I hailed from Wisconsin. Wisconsin. I was born and raised in Wisconsin. Where are uh, at in Wisconsin? Uh, Janesville, Wisconsin. Okay, and that's south, uh, south central, Wisconsin, south central, okay. Rock County. Okay, cool. And cool. Uh, yeah, we uh, it's seven years old. Uh, my parents bought a uh, a little hobby farm, a little ten acre place in mm-hmm. between Janesville and Evansville. Mm, um, okay. So yeah, at seven I started getting involved in 4-H and FFA. You know, had a few had a few pigs on feed and a few lambs. Sure, and sure. Find a heifer every now and then. And then what made you migrate out to South Dakota? <laughs> That's a long story. It's uh, a long story. So um, in high school, my my family moved to north central Iowa. Okay. And then that's when I first really dove into large scale production, mm-hmm. specifically swine production. Mm-hmm. Um, went to Iowa state. Um, after going to Iowa state, I, uh, started with Berenger Ingelheim mm-hmm. and at BI, they, uh, were based out of Ames and, uh, mm-hmm. field research services, um, field research services, uh, role. And I stayed there for about a year and a half before moving out to North Carolina. Mm. Uh, they had a need out in North Carolina to work on some research out there and went out there, spent four years out there. Mm-hmm. Then once all that was done, um, they decided to bring me back to Iowa. Um, came back to Iowa, spent another about three years there before taking a sales role with BI. Mm. That sales role was in South Dakota. Mm-hmm. So I was calling on Northwest Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, and Montana. So you covered a little country then? A little bit, yeah. Yep. And so what made you, uh, interested you, I guess I would say, in making the move over to Sioux Nation instead of with Barringer? Yeah, so Sioux Nation, I was calling on Sioux Nation mm-hmm. as a Barringer employee. And it seemed like every time I came into the store, everybody was just very inviting. It had a, you know, it was a local feel and just really, really hit it off with, with the guys, you know, and believe that that was, that was my, my next step, my next calling. Um, mm-hmm. Going back a little bit to the hands-on approach, um, being able to walk those pens and really dig deeper into what was going on. Uh, with customers' pigs and and taking that that hands-on approach, plus what I enjoyed about when I was looking at the opportunity of going to Sioux Nation, opening up that toolbox. Right mm-hmm. when you work for a pharmaceutical company, you have a certain set of tools. They're a good set of tools, but when you have the opportunity to have that whole toolbox, it was uh, it was definitely something that that got me excited. Yeah, we you get the ability to pick the what you feel is the best tool for every situation. Correct. Correct. So very cool. So now then how does this role here with you Sioux Nation come to fruition? What do you like? What do you not like? And what do you like doing? What do you not like doing? You know, so I'm, I'm fairly new still. And every day I feel like I'm learning more and more of what Sioux Nation can do for customers. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, we talk about that, that entire toolbox to, to use and, and, uh, and, 
you know, we have a great team. We have a, you know, whether it be nutritionists, vet services, our sales team. I mean, there's always somebody that's able and willing to help. So I may not have all the answers today, mm-hmm. but the team that, that Sioux Nation has is, has been great and has been a great learning tool. Coming into Sioux Nation, I was swine specific. I, you know, that's where my expertise was. Since joining, I've dabbled a little, a little bit in the dairy side, the beef side, you know, going back to some of my roots and, and some sheep and mm-hmm. playing around with some poultry, right? Seems like out here, everybody has, whether, whether they have a, a 1200 head finishing barn, but it seems like they also have 10 cow calf pairs. Yeah. And, and then there might be, there might be a dozen chickens behind the house and shoot that dog's been lame for a couple of days. What do you think's wrong with that? <laughs> right. Oh, and, tell me about it. Preach to the choir, man. Yeah, exactly. And so, so being diversified, it, it helps me. It's, it's been a growing opportunity mm-hmm. and it's, you know, yeah, I've had to pull out some of those books that I haven't looked at since I graduated from college and start really redefining myself and, and my role as a, as a field marketer, you know, really Mm -hmm. truly be a jack of all trades. And so in doing that, what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you've kind of had to overcome to be a better field marketer? I believe what has taken some time is it's just figuring out the resources around me, Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that I'm utilizing those resources. Um, the other day I was, I was at a small local dairy and uh, a neighbor of mine because um, I saw him out mowing the grass and mm-hmm. we started having a conversation and, and it very quickly turned to be information that was over my head. I didn't quite understand exactly the need, but I made a phone call to one of our new dairy nutritionists and, and made it happen. Mm-hmm. So um, that's been, that's been nice. Obviously our current s- situation with, with, uh, with everything going on around us has, has, been a setback, um, mm-hmm. with, with COVID-19, obviously I haven't been able to, to necessarily get out and see all the customers that I wanted to and help me to, to build that, uh, that profile of customers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, that's the thing about, that's the thing about this industry today, we're being faced with a global pandemic, but the, the livestock industry is always faced with, with issues, you know, whether, whether that be having to wear a mask today to who knows what, we're always going to overcome. We, we always adapt and overcome. And so as I call on customers, the ones that I can call on and, and, and everything, it's different, right? We're, we're, making, we're actually making those phone calls versus shaking hands. But I want to be able to, to provide solutions, solutions to those farmers, no matter what the current issue is. And, and so that's, that's what I've been working on. Sure. So when you talk about solutions with your customers, maybe there's some things that you would like them to kind of know in the back, you know, as they're going through their day and in the back of their mind. So could you give me some examples of some of these things that you would like to see people utilize in their operation? Some producers still today are um, doing it like their dad or grandfather had. And I think that they're potentially some, some new opportunities out there, some, some new products, whether that be on the vaccine side or the feed side, et cetera, that, that they can look at. I mean, yeah, they've been getting by, but, but there may be ways to, to increase profits. And so, you know, just, just 
listen, be open-minded. Right. And that's, that's all I'm asking for when it comes to those approaches. You know, one thing that gets missed in my opinion is, is marketing. When you're marketing picks, everybody gets caught up in average daily gain. Everybody gets caught up in mortality, but what they forget about is hitting that mark when you're, when you're marketing your picks, that could be the different, you know, that, that window could be the difference of making money on that group or losing, losing the farm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately it seems like that's the one piece that's being skipped over or, or missed out on and, and growers have a potential to make a lot more if they, if they fine tune their marketing skills. Sure. So I guess, you know, with this in mind, uh, it almost seems like you'd, you'd like if your customers had a, a goal or a series of goals set out before them in their marketing, in their feeding program, in their health program. And with all of that together, I guess, what would these goals that you would have for your customers then be? And uh, what are some things maybe that you can do to help those customers achieve those goals? So a goal that I've got for my customers is that every day we just make the people and the pigs better. When, when I, my, my boss at BI would always say that every day, if you can just make the people and the pigs better, you're doing a great job. And that's really what it comes down to, whether it's, you know, helping that producer find that fallback, whether it's that producer informing the, the uninformed potentially at the supermarket about industry, the livestock industry, whether it's talking good, getting deeper, um, in depth with nutrition. And so again, like we talked about earlier is the tools and bringing in a nutritionist to have that conversation about feed, bringing in the veterinarian to really dive down deeper into, you know, is it E. coli? Is it coccidiosis? Is it, you know, is it, uh, a virus, you know? Um, so again, we have all these tools and just making sure that I'm providing the customer with the right tools and potentially taking us, taking that step with me, building that relationship and, and listening, um, being open-minded to, to all of the potential outcomes and solutions that, that we have to offer. Cool. Well, thanks a bunch for sharing it. Now, I guess before we finish, I do have one question. We have, your background from Wisconsin. Yep. Iowa State University. Yep. Now you're in South Dakota. Yeah. So come football season, who are you rooting for? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> <laughs> That's not simple enough. <laughs> no, I haven't made any uh haven't made any any ties. I would have to say you gotta go with SDSU, I suppose, you know. I mean, go with the Jackrabbits because here we are in the yeah, great state of South Dakota. Yeah. So yeah. Well, perfect. Well, anything else you'd like to have in closing? No, I just, I, again, I'm looking forward to when, when the world goes back to normal to a bit and being able to get out really and, and shake those hands of the customers and, and, and make sure that uh, we're providing solutions to our customers. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for stopping by and thank you all for coming by to listen today. Y'all take care now.